Figuring Shit Out is all about knowing and understanding that you're never going to have it done. You're never going to have it figured out. This journey of undoing, unwinding, unlearning, and finding joy in it. What ways are you still figuring shit out? My name is Naya. I am the founder of Inside the Now. Once you know yourself, like the external things just become less. People are going to support you when the world does. And you pour back into yourself and create practices that align yourself with your identity. Not only does it bring you more joy and peace, but it allows you to have such more meaningful connections mm-hmm. with the people and places around you. It was kind of like one of those aha moments where I was like, this is exactly what I need to do and I need to do it now. Definitely still figuring shit out. But you're awakening already, right? It's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello everyone and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. Today is our first guest episode. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. Our first guest, Naya Jones, who is the founder and CEO of a wellness brand centered around intentional modern living, including guided journals that allow self-care and introspection to be this effortless and connected experience in daily life. It is called Inside Then Out and Naya will speak all about her journey leaving her full-time job in tech after graduating college and deciding to listen to her inner calling and take the leap and really trust herself to follow what she thought was right for her. These guided journals that Naya has created and built an entire business off of, of which she touches many, many people's lives through her own journey of introspection that just trickled out into the world, is so beautifully inspiring and they are so beautifully created. Inside Then Out, Naya actually reached out to me over Instagram and sent me a couple of them for free and I did not expect to go through them and actually reach back out to her and say these are so amazing. I need to tell my audience about these because I always get questions on essentially how to journal, how to start journaling and I've been a writer my whole life so I don't really know but I did not expect that the creator of them would be my first podcast guest. So the way it came about was really really special and really organic and authentic and if you guys are interested in buying a journal, a guided journal after this episode and you like what you hear, then you can use my code FSO10 for 10% off your order. It is truly such a beautiful thing when your mission around doing something that you decide to create aligns so beautifully with someone else's mission and what you've created is in this like very synchronistic fashion of complementing each other and I think that's exactly what happened with this conversation and I think that's exactly what happened with Naya's guided journals and figuring shit out. So if you like this episode please tell me your thoughts if you tell me your thoughts about any episode this is the episode that I want your thoughts on because it is the first guest episode and I'm so excited and so proud to share if you would like to watch this episode on YouTube the full length conversation will be live and you can see us in the studio talking to each other So you have that option if you want. It is linked down below. If you are a frequent listener figuring shit out, please rate the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. And without further ado, welcome to episode 27, our first guest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana, and today's episode is very special in the history of Figuring Shit Out, the short life of Figuring Shit Out, because we have our very first guest, which I am very excited to introduce you to, and I'm so excited to talk to you. If you're new here, Figuring Shit Out is a collective undertaking of self-help, coming of age, and finding and healing yourself in a world of flux. Figuring shit out is something we will be doing for the rest of our (laughs) lives. And this podcast is meant to enable you to expand the most important relationship you'll ever have that with yourself, which is why I'm really excited to have Naya Jones here, who is the CEO and founder of a company that has a very similar mission. Um, Just a bit of background on this connection. Uh, Her company, Inside the Now, reached out to me over Instagram to send me some journals. And 
And when they came, I was like, oh, these are beautiful. These are very nice, you know? And then I started looking through them. And as I was looking through them, they were filled with all of these questions around growth and intention and healing and all of these questions that I really try to scour the internet to ask myself and <laughs> questions that I feel really called to ask you as my audience in your growth and healing journey. And I get so many questions on how do you start journaling? How do you begin the process of getting to know yourself? And for me, it's so hard because I've been writing and journaling my whole life and I, I don't really know how to tell you how to start. So I'm so excited to have you here today, Naya. Please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you've created and... Thank you. Thank yeah. you for being here. And it's so crazy. Again, like we met by DM on Instagram, but I think we have such a beautiful connection and a lot of similar interests. So I'm so excited to be here and just be in conversation with you. It worked out so amazingly. Um, but a little bit about myself. So my name is Naya. I am the founder of Inside the Now. I actually started it in 2020 during a period of my life where I honestly just felt far from myself. And it was in the midst of the pandemic. I had just graduated from college and it was that period where I was really asking myself a lot of questions and like wanting to be more intentional in my life um, so the brand actually started because I had written out a list of questions that I wanted to answer for myself um, and it was around like my identity why was I was doing the things I was doing what was my purpose um, and I was like I'm sure there's a lot of other people who are similarly trying to figure it out and are asking themselves these questions and I would have appreciated a guided journey mm -hmm. to kind of help me through that. So I decided that I could be the one to create it. And it's just been like such a beautiful story ever since. I've actually journaled since I was a little girl, still have journals from when I was like seven years old, which is like so crazy to look at now. And now I have a brand all around like being intentional and really purposeful and pouring back into yourself and even just asking yourself the hard questions, right? Like sometimes I think we get really comfortable in our routines and comfortable in external influences mm -hmm. and what we should be and who we should be that we forget to look back into ourselves and be like, you know, what were those childlike interests that I used to have? And like, why has that changed? And what do I truly want for my life? So that's what the Dig Deeper journal that we sent you <laughs> is all about. Um, and it's been a personal journey that I've been going on as well over the past few years. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that doing something for yourself because you feel aligned to do it and then it just trickling out into the world because you know that it has value to you and you mm -hmm. want to show the world how they can feel better about their own lives and their own journeys is I think how you find a passion yeah. that you are able to live like yeah. truly living a passion and I think that if the pandemic didn't happen for so many of us right. there wouldn't have been this raise in consciousness I feel like it really shifted how we look at ourselves because we were forced to sit with ourselves. That's when I really had my growth beginning too. was 2020, right. this awakening of who am I and what do I want to do? And this like existential crisis that you flip into power mm. for yourself, like a, a sense of, no, I get to decide and like the world is burning and it kind of always <laughs> has been burning. Right. Like, what do you do while it is? Right. Um, it's really like what you focus on. So if the pandemic didn't happen, where do you think you'd be? Oh, like you went to Johns Hopkins and you graduated with a degree in public health. Yes. So what were you planning on doing? Yeah. Where do you think that that would have led you? And what would that Naya think about yeah, you? It's so crazy because so I had always kind of had this thing in the back of my head was which was that I wanted to be a business owner um, but I always imagined that it would come later in life and especially um, going to school like Johns Hopkins and studying public health like I thought that it was going to be maybe not something product-based like maybe it was going to be like a larger health company mm -hmm. like I had no idea what that business would be and I had always like written down different ideas that I had over the years but something about this specific idea was that it felt extremely urgent. So as soon as I first thought of the idea to do a guided journal, it was kind of like one of those aha moments where I was like, this is exactly what 
I need to do and I need to do it now. And I think what happens to a lot of people, it's like we have ideas Mm -hmm. and it's about time and place. And we're like, "Eh, I'm not really sure about this one or like, oh, maybe I'll get back to it later. Um, But I think what's helped me so much is like I knew in that moment that I needed to create it now. Um, And so that was just amazing. And I was like working on it so hard. But I think to answer your question, I actually was in tech. So um, although I was studying public (laughs) health, I actually interned at Facebook Mm -hmm. slash Meta. And I was doing like business operations there for two summers as a college intern and then received a full time offer after graduation. So I very much had the mindset. I was like, I really like the tech space. And I was like, I think I'm going to grow here. I'm definitely still going to try to find things that I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about. Um, I was really interested in accessibility, too. Um, So I was doing a bit of that work while I was at Facebook slash Meta. Um, But it's so amazing because I think what I learned pretty easy on is that even though a job might sound great or mm-hmm. you might work for a company that's like, oh, you work for there or like, oh, they have amazing benefits, which is all very true. I did feel a big sense of difference in the energy that I felt for my business versus the energy that I felt for um, the work that I was doing at Meta. And eventually I couldn't manage it anymore because, of course, like being a new business owner, there are so many things that you have to juggle and learn. And I think my time was very much split and at some point Mm -hmm. I knew that you know I had to take the bet on myself and if I was growing the business so quickly um, only doing that with like 50% of my time I thought like what amazing things can I accomplish if I really decide to go all in and two years later after working at Facebook full-time I decided to do that yeah That's so incredibly resonant with me specifically and where I am in my life right now because I work for a tech company and I think I led a life for a period of time where it looked good on paper Mm -hmm. and I knew that I needed to do what I needed to do because my priority really was New York City. I wanted to get here. Then I got here and I was like, okay, well, why am I here? Mm -hmm. What's the point of being here? What's the purpose? And it took me a long time to really start to unwind that and I'm still finding it. But when I started figuring shit out, it was listening to this inner voice that I had tried to shut up for so long Mm -hmm. and I had put my creativity in a box because I really felt like, no, I can't have this and have this life that the world sees as approved. Right. And I think I'm at that point in my life where I'm realizing all of the harsh truths Mm -hmm. that is a caricature that I've created in order to appease the world and to appease my finances. I think I have a very, very similar experience um, because it really was a decision coming from, oh yeah, like this looks amazing and like this is great experience. And of course you're going to learn so much while you're there and I'm grateful for my experience while I was there. Um, But there is that bit of lack, especially when you know that you care about so many bigger things. Um, you're naturally going to feel a little bit distant from that role. When you started Inside Then Out and you felt the urge and you took the leap to just do it, did you know what it would be? Did you have hopes for it to be what it was? Or did you see what was returned to you initially and then you were like oh okay this is what I need to do I'm following this yeah so it's definitely been like a progression over time I think when I first started as I mentioned it came very much from a place of like okay I'm creating something that I would need during this Mm -hmm. time frame and I didn't necessarily know how other people were going to resonate with it and again I was starting at business in the midst of the pandemic. So some people were like, you're starting a business now when like all these businesses are closing and like the economy is not doing so well. Um, But I just knew that again, like it was something that I needed to put out into the world. I think once I did that, I just continued to learn so much about what it takes to really run a business and also create a brand, right? Because I knew when I was first starting, I was like, yes, I was creating this product. And when I had launched, we only had one journal, which was the Better Everyday Journal. And 
when we had launched it, I, I knew I wanted it to be bigger and I knew it had the potential to grow. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a part of me that believed in myself. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm someone that, especially when I'm passionate, like I can do the thing, yeah. you know, and I could be the person to create something amazing. I just didn't know that it was going to happen so quickly. I think that was the amazing realization because in the beginning it very much started as a passion project. And I was like, yeah, this is like something I really like and I'm working on like after my nine to five. Yeah. Um, but I think it quickly like resonated with other people as well. And like in the early stages, I think this was like within the first year I had posted like a little video on TikTok about the journal and like looking back the video was like really poor quality but it was just like me explaining like the journal and like why I'd created it and it had gone like a little viral Mm -hmm. on TikTok and I was like oh my gosh like there's so many people that are feeling what I was feeling when I created it. Did you find yourself bogged down with the how of (laughs) doing it? So luckily, no, like I just did it. Like I remember the first thing that I did was like start writing out the journal prompts. Um, and it came from a lot of them inspired by the questions that I wanted to answer for myself, but I also did a lot of external research and then like kind of categorize them. But apart from like building the product, everything that I learned was really from like YouTube and mm. Google. So I never, I never had like a mentor. None of my other friends or people in my vicinity had started a business or like something very similar. So I was very much just like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And every day it was like five new YouTube videos because I think there's so much to learn when you're just getting started. Um, But luckily I'm just like happy that I was able to do that business component too, because I think especially when you're doing something creative and like something that comes from the heart, it Mm -hmm. can easy, it can be very easy to get distracted by like the business side of things. And it's like, yeah, you got to get your LLC and like file for taxes. Yeah. Like there's a lot of other stuff that comes with it um, that you're not necessarily prepared for. But I think I definitely had that like balance um, of being willing to do both. Yeah. I really want to hear more about the belief in yourself and the trust. But while we're on the topic of scaling a small business within, you said two years, two years of starting the company to now, no, three three years, okay. Three years of, of transformation and of growth and it being something that you do full time and you have a team behind you and you've scaled it. Mm -hmm. What have you really learned about yourself through that? And starting and scaling a small business, do you think it's as hard as people make it out to be? And what do you think is the most important component? Yeah, I think that's an amazing question. And for me, I always say that like, it felt like the growth of my business was very Mm -hmm. synonymous with the growth of Mm -hmm. myself. Um, And that's just because like you learn so much as like an entrepreneur or as a founder, both about yourself and about how to create a business because it is challenging and there is a lot of things to learn. And I think some people get overwhelmed and discouraged by that. I think the biggest thing I can recommend there is just like taking it one step at a time. I think when you think about like the laundry list of things that you have to do, it's very overwhelming. But like I kind of approached it as like being a student again, you know, like I went to college and I was like, you know, like I'm just going to take a class every day and each class is going to be on a different topic. Just like I didn't know about certain things in school like that. We're here to learn. And I don't think learning is reserved for formal education. No. Um, So I think that was that has really been my experience. Yeah. And I think if you follow that arrow of learning the things that you want to learn, you will always grow Mm -hmm. because I notice in the areas of my life where I always feel stagnant or unhappy, it's because I'm not learning anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not growing. And there is a certain familiarity that comes with the comfortability that is really speaking back to me and saying, this isn't for you anymore. You've Mm -hmm. outgrown this. And that is true for relationships. That's true for jobs. That's true for versions of yourself that you need to leave behind. Mm -hmm. And we cling so tightly on to those things. And I I think our willingness to let them go and allow new things to come in, even though it's really scary because we don't know what's going to happen, is our ability in changing quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that someone like you who's figured it out (laughs) to a certain degree at your age, it's just the willingness and ability to 
to trust yourself, believe in yourself, but also let go of narratives and stories that, you know, maybe don't fit you anymore. So do you think that journaling was the most key component in that or what, what, gave you the trust in yourself? Yeah, I think it's crazy because like my business was started from me journaling, right? So like I mentioned, I was writing a lot during that period of time and like asking myself questions. Um, So I think it's like really specifically tied Mm -hmm. (laughs) creating a journal from that. Um, But I, I really did have to trust myself in the sense of like, I could be the person to do it. I think there comes a lot of like imposter syndrome, which is like, oh, do I have like the expertise required to do something like this? Or like, what are people going to think? I think for me, a fear too was like, I didn't know anyone who had like written a journal before. And I was like, people, the only people that I knew that did have businesses were a lot of times in like fashion or maybe skincare. And I think I did get some like questions or like weird glances when I had told some people that I was going to start a journal because they're like, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. Um, But it was also like one of those moments where it's like, I see how everything I've done has been preparing me for this moment. And I think it's beautiful when we have experiences like this. Like I mentioned, like, always been journaling, went through a period and I was like asking myself important questions. And then even like in my experience going to school or um, my experience even working at corporate, like there's so many things that I've learned from those experiences Mm -hmm. um, that I carry into my life now. And I think, again, everything was preparation. So I don't even say that like, oh, I'm like, I hated corporate or whatever, like, because again, it taught me so much. It taught me so much too about like how businesses run and how big businesses run and like the importance of management and like connection with people. Um, So those are things that I very much carry today as now a founder that is like growing my team. Yeah. You realize you're the only one who's ever holding you back. You really are. And we look at other people and we're always saying to ourselves, why them? How them? They must have been blessed. They must have had some type of nepotism divinely or in physical reality. And it's just not true. It's like, sometimes that is true. And privilege is definitely a a big part of it. But uh, a bigger part of it is your willingness to overcome the limitations that you have. Mm -hmm. And I think people spend their whole lives trying to figure out how to do that. And when you realize that, you know, there is so much going on in the world, what difference can you make if that is your calling, if that is your passion? And I think it's just admirable to know fully with confidence, like this is going to benefit people because it's benefited me and it's going to find the right people. And it's truly like all you need sometimes. And sometimes like it's even beyond your imagination, right? Like, I think when I was starting, I was like, yeah, I definitely think that there's other people that may be going through something similar as me, but then there's people who are going through things that are completely different mm-hmm. than you. And I think that's something that I've learned is like, when you create something, you never know the full impact and what you create and like how people can resonate with that. And I think my proudest moments as a founder is always like hearing those stories, especially when they're like extremely unique and like specific, like the way that the journal has been used is just like amazing. Um, like I've heard stories like from people in the military Mm -hmm. or like even, um, we had a conversation with a guy that was doing this program in women's prison and he had like gifted journals to like a set of inmates. And like, it's just crazy. Cause it's not nothing that I would yeah. have expected. Right. I'm expecting people that are like maybe in their twenties, like figuring <laughs> stuff out, like, you know? Um, but it's also like so much more than that. And I think that's the amazing thing about like putting something out into yeah. the world. Right. Cause like someone else's calling or destiny could be tied to something that you've yeah. Yeah. And I, I carry that with me because I always try to really balance the humility of doing something and knowing that it is important because it is valuable to me Mm -hmm. and that's enough. Yeah. And then also the knowing that there is an ego attached to it. Like there is a sense of personhood attached to it, like Vanessa and who Mm -hmm. I am and in this world. And it's a really fine balance when your work is about improvement of self and growth of self and connecting to self when, you know, a lot of it 
is put out into a world that is so self-oriented, but in the ways of ego, like mm. e egoic structures and, um, you know, wanting to get ahead. And mm -hmm. so there's like a balance I think yeah. that you find and that I'm finding as well. And so I always really try to carry with me, like when I get complimented on my work or what I've done, there's an acknowledgement of I did it this way and no one could do it the way that I did it because it, it came from my heart and my soul. But anything that you saw was a reflection of you. Of you. you I didn't do anything for you. I pointed you to it. And mm -hmm. everyone is looking for someone to connect to. Yeah. Everyone is looking to connect to themselves at the end of the day. And I think that that journey home to yourself, you make it time and time and time again. And you being able to bring people home to themselves, it's, it's really the most beautiful thing that you can do yeah. truly, because you realize that, you know, the self it, it's one thing and you have to have it to be in this world, but also this connection that just strings us all together. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that that makes us live in joy yeah, and intention, absolutely. like truly. Absolutely. So you've been journaling since you were a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I have also been journaling since I was a kid. This is so fun. I love when like things just align with similarity. But so much of what I see from my younger self in my journals is, wow, I was so myself. Like yeah. I was so unapologetically myself. And I'm really finding my way back to that after years of hiding. And I think that's why journaling was so powerful for me because I hid in my words and I hid in my writings. Yeah. So what was young Naya like and, <laughs> and what have you learned from her? Yeah, I think similarly, I was very open to trying new things. I think one of the most amazing things that I see looking back in my childhood is like, I did everything. Like mm -hmm. I tried dance, I tried gymnastics, I tried track, I did football, I did, I've tried like every sport activity, I did theater, like I very much would become interested in something and just do it and I wasn't always good at it mm -hmm. and I think it didn't stop me and I think as I get older we start to lose those things because we evaluate ourselves right like you may want to try a new sport but like oh the people who have been doing this as a child are so much better than me or even before we apply to a job we're evaluating if we have the skills like required to even apply right mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times we do limit ourselves I look back at like my childhood and I always like just want to give her a hug and like I, I know she would be so happy how things turned out even though like it was beyond her imagination yeah. at the time I think when I was younger I also did like once I hit like middle school high school I did have a lot more insecurities and I had always been really hard on myself um so now I think she would just be so happy that like things worked out yeah. for me but I definitely would just love to continue to get back to my childlike interests and I think we can find so many passions mm -hmm. through searching through our inner child like we were just talking about that on our blog and on our page because it's like again like when you're a child you just do the you things do. that you're yeah. interested in and I just recently started playing tennis again and I'm like I don't have to be good like I could just yeah play for fun. it's just for fun yeah. life is a game it's just yeah fun. we get so serious yeah as we, we really get older. do yeah no absolutely and it's like instead of waking up every day and just going through your day enjoying and experiencing your day and we forget the novelty of mm -hmm. life um I just got back to New York after a few weeks of travel and I feel like being here and living here after months and months of not going anywhere else <laughs> you're desensitized yeah. to the environment of New York you are desensitized to all of the wildness and the inspiration, the good, the bad, the ugly, you just see it as part of your world. Mm. And leaving and then coming back is always an experience of acquaintanceship or mm. reacquaintanceship where I find myself having new feelings or old feelings or feelings of, oh, this is why I'm here. Mm. And my relationship with New York is complex in a very <laughs> weird way just because I had this image of myself here for so long. And now that I'm here, I never feel 
finished the image of, well, what am I doing there? Mm -hmm. It was always just me and the city. And so um, getting back to New York, I've really started to look at it in novelty. I came back to a new season and I came back to what felt like a new season of myself and my life. And I let go of so much that I really needed to let go of by feeling through it and coming back here and seeing the novelty of, I live here. I should be so grateful and not should be, but truly feeling the gratitude for it and like living my life every day in that gratitude and forging a new path of, I let go of the past. Who do I want to be now in the future? And really defining and creating that and living with that gratitude and that novelty in any area of your life is what allows you to grow and, and see new things. So how do you, at this stage of your life, you know, you're, you're young and you're still figuring shit out too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think like people will look at someone who is successful and say like, you have no problems. Like you got it. You're, you're good. And it's just, it's just not true. Not true. And so how are you maintaining that that element of happiness, like your internal world and and making sure that that comes first so that you can be what you are to your company and to the world and to yourself and to your family and your friends and And young Naya. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be the first to say it's not easy. Right. I think a lot of people, again, from the outside looking in like, well, like, well, she figured it out. Like it's good. Things are going well for her. But I think it's also about like, I had to pause myself for many moments and I'm like, am I happy? Like, am I doing Mm. the things that I care about? And especially as a business owner, even when you create a business that you're extremely passionate about, there is a lot that comes with being a business owner. And I have times where I may feel unmotivated and I've had times where I've had to really sit and like reevaluate what I was doing and what I was working on because I want to feel excited about the work that I do. And I think for me to really just feel joy in my life is really doing the things that bring me joy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget it's so simple. Right. And one of like, I think the questions in the journal is like, like what are things, what are little moments that are bringing you joy? And I think, and what do you want to be doing more of? And what do you want to be doing less of? And I really had to think about like, what things bring me happiness? How do I create more moments of that happiness in my life? So whether it's like connection or hanging out with friends or meeting new people or traveling, like even if I have a busy schedule, I need to make time for those things that make life worth living. Mm-hmm. So, When do you know that you're not in alignment? Like when do you know that it's time to get back in? Yeah, I've definitely had moments where, so the stage I'm at in my business now, which is amazing. And I'm super grateful for where it's like, if I don't do anything, my business. If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app. And it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. will still run. Mm. So like I could do nothing today. And like, I know at least like emails are being answered and people are getting their orders. And like, we have some marketing happening. I think the moments where I realize I need to fix something is when I become too complacent in that. Mm. Right. I've had moments where I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything. Like there's nothing that I'm working on right now that is exciting to me because again, like you create something, you put it out in the world. Like there's a level of like maintaining it. Mm -hmm. But I think as someone who has built a business, there's always more to do and more to learn. And I never want to be complacent. Yeah. And so anytime where I have moments of complacency, one, I rest because it's important to rest too. Usually that's a sign of 
burnout but then too it's like really getting back to remembering my why I used to Mm. have a sticky note on my mirror that said remember your why because again as a business owner they start talking to you about finance and they start talking to you about taxes and they start talking to you about return on investment and you're like I just wanted to make a journal yeah oh my gosh (laughs) yeah Um, but I, I think again it's like really just doing the things that I'm passionate about and I think now like I've really worked on continuing to like build a team and Mm -hmm. like hire and people that inspire me Mm -hmm. as well and just challenging myself to try new things like something we've been working on more recently is like more events and just connecting with people in person um, because I think we've been able to build a great community of people that want to be introspective and people who are wanting to be vulnerable. And a lot of times when you do that with yourself, you start wanting to do that with other people too naturally. Um, So I think it can be really isolating for people that are like experiencing a ton of growth at one time. So we're trying to connect with more people in person. We just had an event this week um, for World Mental Health Day in New York. We did one in Miami for a three-year anniversary. And both of those events were just like so beautiful like Mm -hmm. to the point where I cried like Mm -hmm. I'm a crier but like I I (laughs) cried because I'm like this is just so like beautiful because as many times as you can like ship a product and like realize that like something you created is in someone else's Mm -hmm. home seeing people in person and hearing them and hearing their stories is just like a completely different level of connection and I definitely want to continue doing more of that is that your why what is your so, why? Yeah, I, I love that question. My why is allowing, creating a space for people to pour back into themselves so that they can be more aligned with themselves, mm. but then also allowing that to be a step in connection with other people, yeah. right? Because I think, again, as I mentioned, it's like when you pour back into yourself and create practices that align yourself with your identity, not only does it bring you more joy and peace, but it allows you to have such more, such more meaningful connections Mm -hmm. with the people and places around you. Yeah. Because you see people as people, you see them as humans. And we forget that when we look at life as a zero sum game, Mm. or we look at it like everyone needs to get ahead or wants to get ahead. And it's every man for himself. And I think being vulnerable is so courageous and just sharing that you're confused. You have doubt you're going to overcome it, but you Mm -hmm. have it like everyone has it Mm -hmm. and being able to give voice to it and not being scared to voice your fears or the things that you want to leave behind. Mm -hmm. And I've really learned how to do that and really learned that it's actually not so scary Mm -hmm. to be open and to share myself with the world. And I don't need to hide behind Mm -hmm. this image of got it together. I don't Mm -hmm. need to be anything other than what I am. And that will actually lead me closer to who I want to be. And you give other people the power of being vulnerable by being vulnerable yourself and saying like, we don't have to play pretend. Yeah, like, we don't. I swear I'm a person too. Yeah. In business, it's it's kind of hard and it's a bit different where sometimes I'm, I'm in meetings and I really just want to bring everyone down from their titles. I'm like, can we just stop pretending like we're not human beings? Do we have to say circling around and following yeah. up on this and this note and this? And it's the jargon that people hide behind to not connect with other people because they're making it about an object or a thing. And mm-hmm. it, it, it seems efficient, but it actually it decreases your motivation for, for life and for everything, you know, like that's why finding people you trust in any area of your life is really impactful and important, Mm -hmm. but especially in work, because when you respect the people that you work with, the people that you work for, when you see their vision and their purpose and you have your own and it aligns, like the challenges in your way are nothing. Mm -hmm. They don't matter. You know, it's always back to the why of what you're doing and the intention behind you setting it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really impactful how are you leading your business like that? You know, how are like everything you've learned in corporate, everything you've learned in school and in life, like the school of life, how are you leading? Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, a few things come to mind that are really important, especially as like we're growing and I'm working with other people now is like one, when I first join, like I always make them like fill out a survey, which is like, how, like, who are you and, like, how do you work best? Mm. Because I think, again, it's 
very easy for us to like strip people of their identities when it comes to work. Um, but I think everyone's identities make them such a better like employee or relationship. Right. And I think for me internally, it's really important for me to continue to create a community and just work with people that are really passionate and just really amazing at what they do. I love when I can learn from other people Mm -hmm. and I want to continue to foster a sense of learning. Um, another thing that's really important to me in that learning aspect is just like continuing education. Like I always encourage, like I will pay for any courses that you send my way. Like I want that like excitement. Mm -hmm. I want to try new things. I want to share new ideas. And then I think when it comes like externally, I, in what I put out in the world, it's really just creating community and creating resources and having conversations that matter, especially in the past few years, people, when they approach wellness, sometimes it just feels like very superficial or Mm -hmm. very taboo or like, Oh, this is like what's trending right now. And I never want to get caught up in the trends of what wellness is. Like I want to continue to have meaningful conversations, even if those conversations are challenging. Um, and then also just not creating a one size fits all. I think that's what we do wrong too, is Mm -hmm. that like wellness should look the same for everyone. And like, this is what your morning routine should be because this is the morning routine of a millionaire. Like I see that type of content all the time, but I think it's really important just to have a really strong sense of identity Mm. and purpose. And I think that's what I'm trying to convey, especially in our guided journals is like, once you know yourself, like the external things just become less, like it's more of like a source of inspiration or learning rather than like a source of like pressure or competition to do what everybody else is doing, because you know why you're here Mm. and you are in alignment with that and whatever they say does not matter. Yeah. So how did you or how are you unlearning some of the things that that were holding you back? And especially, you know, acknowledging that running a business is not easy, being a business owner, being a founder and sitting atop people who you want to give a good experience in working for a brand that's centered around something really important, being a woman of color who's a founder (laughs) and living in a world that is created by perhaps the opposite (laughs) sex yeah and you know there's there's a lot of challenges that come with that but they do become smaller and smaller the more that you are grounded in yourself so what did you have to unlearn and what have you learned yeah along the way I think I definitely I'm a recovering perfectionist Mm -hmm. as I like to call it I think the biggest thing holding me back is always just like my overthinking like I'm always overanalyzing things. I always want things to be perfect, but that doesn't exist. Um, so I'm always trying to, of course, like always do the best job that I can, but also realize that there's nothing perfect and all I can do is the best that I can. And there's so much information to learn. I think I grew so much when I was able to, you know, throw away some of that imposter syndrome and say like, yes, I don't know everything about business and I don't know everything either about mental health and I don't know everything about wellness, um, but I have my experiences and I have my learnings that I've been able to um, absorb over the years. And like, that is enough. And there's always more to learn. And there's always other people, right? Like I can always consult experts. Yeah. Like I don't need to be an expert. I don't need to have a master's degree or I don't need to have an MBA to be able to create something like this. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing I have learned. And it's been like really encouraging, Um, especially when you're in the beginning, starting it out. Like, I think you have naturally like a lot of doubt Mm. um, if you can do this. And if you can do this well. So is that how you overcome and overcame doubt? I mean, doubt is a, an everlasting and ever changing thing. Yeah. So I think a lot of people hold themselves back because they're worried about being embarrassed, which sounds so silly, but we all deal with mm-hmm. it. We really all deal with that feeling of how am I perceived? Yeah. And I think that holds so many people back, especially on an internet where there are so many eyes and so much ability to be perceived in different ways. And it's like the darkness in your head is projected into physical reality. Um, and so 
what advice would you give to people struggling with that doubt? I get that question all the time about overcoming embarrassment and doubt. And I think part of it is, you know, getting to know yourself, but there's a, there's a deeper element to it. So what would you say? So I actually just had a conversation about this topic recently with a friend and you come to the realization, especially like when you come to a place where like you've tried something and succeeded about Mm -hmm. it you realize all the other people that have also tried and succeeded are not the same ones judging yeah usually the ones judging are the people who have never tried anything Mm -hmm. for themselves because I think as a business owner as a content creator all of those people will never judge someone in the beginning stages because we all were in the beginning stages at once, right? So there's a level of compassion and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think we might look at the people who, in our eyes, have made it. They started in the same place yeah. that you are right now, and they will be the same ones that would be supportive of you starting. Mm-hmm. The only ones not supportive are the ones that can't imagine that life for themselves or can't imagine themselves creating or putting anything out in the world. Um, So I would just pay attention to like who you're listening. And sometimes we also just make things up in our head. Like sometimes we just think like, (laughs) oh yeah, people are going to judge us if we do that. But a lot of times, like those are the messages that we're telling ourselves and it's not truth. So sometimes we have to surround ourselves with truth and other people that are going to uplift us. And we also have to uplift ourselves. Like that comes with like a lot of affirmations and just, again, like coming back to a place of like, I can do this. Like I am the person for this, um, I think is extremely important. Yeah. I think your inner circle and the people you spend your time with is so important. And I've had this thought in my head, you know, why are some people so free? Mm. Why do some people not give a single fuck? (laughs) Why? I don't understand why some people are so able to unapologetically be themselves and they just don't care. And then there are other people who are riddled with self-doubt and Mm. there's like this spectrum of caring and not caring. And of course it matters in certain instances or certain degrees, et cetera. And it's so interesting because the people who don't care, they have no fear. Like, Mm. and the people who do care internalize that fear for them. They take it on. Mm, So it is true. It's the people who are sitting on the sidelines watching the people who aren't, Mm -hmm. who are judging. And you never want to take advice from anyone who you wouldn't want to be. And I'm really learning that. And I'm learning how to see my time as currency. And it's so important to do that when you want to build anything, when you want to build yourself to know that you're valuable and your time is valuable, your energy is valuable. And if you treat it like it's not, then your life is going to show you that it's not. Exactly. And it it really is sometimes that simple about removing people or maybe minimizing your time with people who Mm -hmm. aren't helping you to grow Mm -hmm. because it, it will make way, it will Mm -hmm. make space for it. Yeah. Do you feel like your relationship with yourself has really enabled you to create depth of relationship with people in your life and have that inner circle that that gives back to you? And what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you will realize, especially when you create something, is that like people are going to support you when the world does right Mm -hmm. so like the most like support or encouraging messages that I get from people that I'd known for the longest is actually like when I accomplish something and they're like oh wow like you are doing a good Uh job or like oh wow like can I get some advice on this and I'm like hmm that's so interesting that now you came around Um, but I will say that I am extremely blessed like my close family and my close friends like have always been extremely supportive Mm -hmm of me from the jump and that's something that I'm like so extremely grateful for and again a lot of times when I noticed that like people were putting messages of doubt in my head I think one time like on one side we have to give people grace right Mm -hmm. because um, people again are coming from a place of like internalized doubt right they can't see it for themselves so they can't see it for you and a lot of times it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them Um, so I think definitely giving people grace but then also like distancing yourself when needed if Mm -hmm. you feel like somebody is really in 
impacting how you feel about yourself. Like, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking space from that person. And I've definitely done that in my own life. Um, so I, I definitely just recommend like being again, strong willed enough to know what the truth is, yeah. but then also surrounding yourself with people that are going to encourage and see that in you before again, yeah. the world necessarily sees yeah. and affirms that. It's so intuition based, yeah. you know, and I think like any venture that you do of the heart is intuition based. Mm. Any choices that you make about what you want to be, who you want to surround yourself with, there's so much in that that is the inner voice inside of us. And even the sense of energy you can get from someone, like you meet someone and you can instantly gauge something from them yeah. and you can feel comfortable or uncomfortable and we shut it off. We yeah. do not listen to it. And there has never been a time I was not right about yeah. my intuition about a person or a situation or something. I mean, I sat on starting a podcast for so long when the second that I did it, all you think is, I wish I would have done it sooner. Yeah. What would have happened if, and you can't really think like that, but it's just a way to say, okay, when I hear that voice, I will listen to yeah. that voice. That voice is so much more wise than I am. Mm -hmm. So how has that grown for you? And how do you listen to that with people and situations? And are there ever times where there's a logical way of doing things? You know, maybe your business partners are saying, you know, now you should do this, but you're like, nope, doesn't feel right. Like yes. how much do you lead your yes. business with intuition? Yeah, a lot. And thankfully I don't have um, investors because <laughs> I think when, when you have investors, you can't say to them, like, it doesn't feel yeah. right. Um, but thankfully I have ownership of my company. So definitely <laughs> leading with um, intuition and funny enough I recently had a conversation actually right before this with a friend over lunch and we were talking a lot about the importance of your intuition because it is a culmination of like all of your experiences and a lot of times it is true and I remember even going back to the college days like they used to always say like when you change your answers on the test usually your second answer mm. is wrong mm -hmm. usually your first answer and that that's partially your intuition is correct I think now it's it's a mix of both like I am also a very logical person um, but I have so many moments where I'm like this does not feel right mm -hmm. and I think that that discernment helped me a lot in the beginning stages because when I first started out and we had one product, I think the advice I was getting from a lot of people was you need to expand, especially when we started developing our first audience and customer that like you need to expand. And we had sold out of journals and people were telling me like, you need to sell like apparel or like there's a quick printing service here and you need to keep this momentum going. And I was like, no, mm. I'm going to wait. Yeah, totally. And it's okay if I'm not making money for yes. the next few months because I'm sold out because there's a larger purpose here. It's not just about making quick dollars. And I think my advice to anybody starting a business is it's it really is important to be passionate and care about what you're doing mm -hmm. because, again, it's not always going to be fun and not every single aspect of business is super glamorous, but you always have to come back to your why yeah. and like what you're putting out into the world. Yeah. And I think that has been extremely important to me is knowing that everything that we put out into the world is extremely intentional. And there's a reason why we do everything we mm -hmm. do and the decisions that we make. And I think that translates to the people that you work with as well, right? Because everything will be more thoughtful. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that... When you have healed a lot to become and you're endlessly becoming, there is a sense of wisdom that you do begin to trust that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know if this is a shadow on my end, but <laughs> I always find myself really cringing or like constricting when someone's like, you need to do this because mm. I feel almost this visceral protection yeah. over my autonomy. I'm like, don't tell me what I need to do. And so I always sort of separate from, okay, what is, what is shadow in yeah. this intu intuition? Is it me wanting ownership? Is it me wanting control mm -hmm. or is it actually 
how I feel and my grounded ability. And then also not looking at other people who are guiding or advising you based on their own experiences as enemies mm. for going against your intuition. Exactly. It's all a balance. Exactly. Truly. Again, people are coming from their own experiences and their own singular view on life. And I've had definitely a lot of strong-minded people in my life that tell me what I should do and what I need to do mm. to make more money or to be more successful and however success is defined in their eyes. But I think I also have a deep awareness of how I define success and that may be different from mm. theirs. So just again, knowing what you stand for and continuing to disregard things that are not in alignment with that. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to do something yeah, Can I, with your journal. Of actually, pick a <laughs> pick a section. Uh, I'm just gonna pick a random question from yeah. this book and ask you it. Yeah, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, you created it. You've probably answered it a million <laughs> times. But um, intention, healing, gratitude, presence, purpose, or growth. Mm. Which one? Presence. I think I need a bit of presence okay. in my life right now. It's like healing Russian roulette. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, maybe you just just flip randomly okay. after. This is after. so funny. <laughs> okay, it says, how do you recharge? That's a really good question. I think for me, recharging is really getting back to myself. So my best times and ideas where I actually feel at peace is honestly when I'm alone and it's quiet and maybe I have a candle lit and I have some soft music in the background, but just being really intentional about getting back mm -hmm. to my space because, you know, I have days where it's like I have so many meetings or I've been running around and I think, again, I have to pour back into myself and do the things that make me feel connected to myself. And I think also for me, recharging always looks different. I always say that, you know, I think people have this concept of what your routines should look like and what you need to do to be well. Yeah. But I think the whole nature of wellness is things that make you feel good. Intuitive. And sometimes, again, things that make me feel good, maybe going out and playing tennis or yeah. maybe it's reading a book or maybe it's journaling. Uh, I just let that change as the seasons of my life change and really just listening to my mind body and giving it what it needs yeah you don't realize how much you're stuck in a routine that doesn't serve yes. you when you don't actually survey it and I'm noticing actually funnily enough I'm not journaling as much yeah um and I used to wake up every day and journal and mm. just like write because my mind needed a place to pour out of and now I feel this protection over my ability to do nothing. I'm mm. like, I don't want to think until yeah. I have to, like I'll journal in a couple hours, maybe if I feel like it, but I would rather really spend my time in presence, true yeah. presence. And it's whatever that ends up being for you. And I think it, it really is intuitive. And sometimes we, we go back to methods that worked in the past that don't work anymore. Yeah. We outgrew them. Exactly. We're evolving. We're changing. We're figuring and shit out. And we don't need to feel guilty for it. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. No, the shame and the guilt is really something to let go of mm -hmm. and to keep re-letting go of because mm -hmm. the world will make you feel yeah. guilty for being anything at all. Yeah. That's why that groundedness is like so essential. <laughs> we have like five minutes okay. left. So um, I want to end with a question, yeah. which you will be the first one that I ask um, <laughs> that I want to end every guest episode with. Figuring shit out is all about knowing and understanding that you're never going to have it done. You're mm -hmm. never going to have it figured out that when you solve one problem, another problem comes and your biggest problem that you solve and you have something new and shiny and beautiful, it's that's imbued and embedded with so many things you're going to sort through. It's mm -hmm. this journey of undoing, unwinding, unlearning and finding joy in it. Mm -hmm. So in what ways are you still figuring shit out? Definitely still figuring shit out. I think for me, I've experienced many growing pains mm -hmm. in, in having a business. And I think again, from the outside looking in, things may look really successful, but I'm also like such an overthinker and I'm always like asking myself questions and making decisions 
decisions that I have no idea if this is like the right decision to make. And I think for me, what that really looks like is just continuing to give myself grace and the ability to learn and not beat myself up for making mistakes or not think doing things right and taking everything as an opportunity to do it better next time. Yeah. And then two part, what advice would you give to someone who is starting their journey of figuring shit out is starting their journey of learning to enjoy it and learning to surrender to that experience. Mm -hmm. I think the advice I give, I think it really just starts with introspection. I think once again, you become really aligned in who you are and what you want. Mm -hmm. I think you will naturally do things that are in alignment with those. And then again, just, just do the thing. Like there, there's really nothing holding you back that is real. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of times, like we make up these stories in our head or we have external influences. And even if it puts you at a disadvantage or there's more steps that will take you to get there, it's still very much possible. And when you get there, you're going to look back and just thank yourself for trying. Yeah. No, I had that moment today. I It's like, well, I wish I could call myself from a year ago. And then I was like, there's a version of me a year from now who wants to call me. And it's always just remembering that you are all parts of yourself exactly, and zooming out of who you are in this moment to be able to see your life from a bird's eye view and say, I don't want to speed up. I want to enjoy it. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, Naya, thank you so much. Do you have any last words? Well, um, (laughs) I guess you can find me or the brand in Inside the Now. Um, we're on all platforms at Inside the Out or um, Inside the Out.com. You can also find my personal page at Naya Jones. Um, but thank you so much for having me. This is such an amazing conversation and I'm so happy that we got to connect. Me too. Naya stepped into the room and I was like, I really would like to forget that the camera is here <laughs> because the camera is so intimidating and this is not <laughs> is. my room. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? So I feel like we really did well. Yeah, with we that. did good. I, I felt like I was. <laughs> just talking yeah no good company good conversation my camera just died so that's perfect timing (laughs) um but thank you guys for listening and if you liked this episode please leave a review let me know your thoughts and be sure to follow naya and follow the brand the beautiful thing that she has created (laughs) and continues to pour herself into um everything will be linked down below and you can find her on the platforms in the description awesome thank you so much you got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lo- that connect that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite, and that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.